You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. another episode of gruesome and unnatural i'm shelly and i'm eric and this is episode 35 yes hello my gruesome addicts we're back for another crazy case i just want to say thank you to everyone also that listens downloads rates reviews just supports our podcast because we truly appreciate it and we just hit what was it ten thousand all-time downloads so it's a big shout out to all you guys that listen so thank you we yeah. appreciate it you guys are weird shut up you are too you're part <laughs> of this fucking family now <laughs> Want to listen to all this murder? Yes, you love it. Are you, you fucking ready for another one? Yeah, no. You're always ready. Always. Okay, let's get into it. Today's case takes place in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. The It looks like it's spelled beaver, but it's actually pronounced bever. So the bever family started back when April and David, they met and eventually married in 1987 when April was only 15 years old. As... Time went on. David ended up working for HP Enterprise Services as a technical consultant. April, on the other hand, was a stay-at-home mom with their seven children. There was Robert, who was 18, Michael, 16, Crystal, 13, Daniel, 12, Christopher, 7, Victoria, 5, and Autumn, 2. April is now 44 years old at the time of this story, and David is 52 years old, and the family was living at 709 Magnolia Court in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And I did say that for a reason, because it's supposed to be in there. <laughs> we need to know the address. Yep. <laughs> April actually homeschooled all of her children. And so the neighbors said that they were they're a very quiet family and they just kind of kept to themselves. April loved to go on Reddit. She actually went by the name Aoki Mom and she posts uh, constantly about her children. She wanted them to be like very computer savvy as well as helping get them more into like web design on one of her posts it read quote i have seven kids and four of them ranging from 10 to 16 know how to set up a blog my 12 year old daughter has been running a girl recipe blog for years the key is to match their interest with something they can blog about or if they like video games let them have tools to learn to program a game themselves unquote i thought that was kind of awesome that she just wants to like help her children you know If they have a passion about something, maybe learn more into it and stuff like that. That that was a cool way to learn, you know, different stuff about their passions. The Bever family was very religious and they did everything together. April and David were the type of parents that wanted to keep their kids very close to them and protect them from the outside world like as much as possible. I don't think you know this case, but it totally reminds me of the Turpin family. Do you know Mm. that whole thing? Um It was David and Louise Turpin. They had 13 children whom they also homeschooled, but they like severely tortured them and like starved them until one of their daughters actually escaped one night. And I think I remember that reminds me of that whole like case with these kids being homeschooled, their family or the parents want to protect them so much that they don't even want them to like go outside and mingle with other kids and stuff like that. So yeah. So anyways. The oldest child, Robert, who was 18, he started a YouTube account and he would post videos and he just, I don't know, he kind of wanted to be like famous on YouTube, if you could say. And so here's a, like a two minute little clip of, of uh, Robert on his YouTube. 
salute. Hey everyone, it's me, Colt Empire. In case you didn't know, you found me by accident, or you're expecting someone else. Yeah, why would you do that? Anyway, this is the second first ever update, which I think is a major improvement. I tried a news report theme last time, that's not very vloggy, is it? So I'm being a little more chillinated, writing stuff, scripting. I'm going to make my first skit soon. I can't show you a sneak preview or it would ruin it. It'll be like a minute long. It's, it's, it's going to be some good stuff. I think it's going to be hilarious. It's going to have a few props in it, which is the only delay. So, props for props. Non-profit organization. I don't know. I just came up with that. That would be weird if there actually was one. Um, I came up with a couple of songs. They aren't parodies, though. They're some intense gangster rap type stuff I came up with when I was listening to someone's mixtape. I'm about that. Yeah. I had a parody song, but it's probably offensive, so I'm never going to upload it. Now I'm having to write a whole new parody song. Uh, you can't explain that. Man. Write a song. Just writing a song. I got that creativity juices flowing. Alright. I uh, also found out that Minecraft is compatible with Windows 8. I heard. I don't know how reliable that is, but... It turns out it's just my laptop is a compact I've had for about four years, and its graphics drivers are hopelessly outdated, so... Um, oh, speaking of what of hopeless, hopelessly outdated, Minecraft 0.6.0 turned out to be a bomb in a bad way. Um, everyone knows that by now, but um, my, my brother lost his ultimate survival world because of uh, the 0.6.0 Pocket Edition. Uh, world-saving glitch. It, it was awesome. The whole world had been mined out. It was a full-blown uh, city with streets and neighborhoods and a big city center with skyscrapers and hot dog vendors and mimes and pollution. Or maybe I was just cleaning out my closet. Uh, the pollution fumes went to my head. I'm going to cry man with tears for that. But knowing him, my brother, he'll probably jump right back on that and rebuild, so props for that. Props for props for that. And prosper. Yeah. Take him on something there. New rap. Okay. Um, anyway, confusing outro. So that video is not, like, really relevant to the story. It just shows you, like, his personality, you know, who he was making these videos he just like really really loved the fucking internet and mm -hmm. it'll go to show a little bit more once i continue on with the story but it was just his little quirkiness and everything i just thought that was funny but it's very disturbing once you find out the rest of the story so like i was saying robert loved the internet a little too much he started to become fascinated by school shooters and spree shooters and believe that they were heroes which is absolutely fucking disgusting. Wow. So that's what I was saying. Like he started this YouTube thing and then he just like got fascinated with the internet and then he got fascinated with school shooters and all this bullshit. <laughs> and yeah, he spent a lot of time on the internet. Michael was his little brother, like I'd said. Uh, and he was also kind of into this as well, but he was more of like a sidekick of Robert's. In the summer of 2014, Robert worked for a religious call center, and with the money that he made from that job, he started to collect machetes, black masks, gloves, knives, and vests. Crystal, their little sister, started to see like a weird change in her brothers. She even mentioned it to their mom, but she kind of just brushed it off, claiming that, eh, they're just teenagers, right? 
Robert and Michael would talk more and more about making a plan of killing as many people as possible. Their goal is kind of like 50 plus people. Robert found out that he was able to order guns and ammo online, and that's exactly what he did, and they were to arrive at their house on July 23rd, 2015. While I was researching that, I thought that was fucking crazy. I mean, could you do that in California? Can you uh, order? Not, not anymore, but I used to order ammo. You were house. able to order yeah. it online, and it would be delivered to your house? Uh-huh. I thought that was so crazy. I, I thought maybe it was just like other states or something, but I guess it's 2015. I think he ordered something like 3,000 rounds of ammo or something. Like, he ordered a shit ton of guns and ammo to come to the house. And that was on July 23rd, 2015. And how old is he? He's 18 years old. Okay. Yeah. So, his brother's just kind of going along with this. You know, he's on the internet, too, and everything. But his brother, Robert's the one. He found a store down the street where he could, like, buy even more guns and ammo and stuff like that. And then, on top of that, he ordered them online to get delivered to their his parents' house. And Robert and Michael didn't want their parents to find out that they were getting all this stuff delivered to the house. So they made a plan to kill all of their family, you know, before they go and kill a mass amount of people. So it just blows my mind. Why do you have, why do you have to kill your fucking family? Like, what? No, I don't, it just blows. I mean, why do you have to kill anybody? Yeah. But the plan to, like, kill your family just because you're getting all this stuff, like, delivered to your house, like, blows my mind. So they made a plan to kill all seven of them before cutting them up and putting their bodies in bins and storing them in the attic. After doing that, they were to take their parents' car to Washington State, and that's where they would start their random killings, just killing anyone that they came along as they were making their way to Washington State. God damn. I know. I know. So this is how that night ended up playing out. It was around 11 p.m. on July 22nd, 2015 because I like I was saying they were gonna get all this stuff delivered on July 23rd so they had to do this the night before so it was when Robert and Michael's little sister Crystal she came into their room and um, because Michael and, and Robert shared a room she told them that their mom needed them to do dishes and some other stuff around the house and while talking to them she noticed that they were both like putting on body armor and holding like huge knives so she thought that was kind of weird but Michael kind of like looked at Robert Kind of like, almost like, is it go time kind of thing? Not like, you know, saying it to him, but kind of was like giving that eye to him. And they agreed. So they asked, they're like, hey, Crystal, can you can you come over to my computer? I want to show you something. So she's like, okay. So she walks over there and Robert comes up behind her and slits her throat. And she fought back super hard. But Robert ended up stabbing her in the stomach and her arms. Their mother, April, heard all this screaming commotion. So she went up to go see what was going on upstairs. And that's when she met Robert with a knife. He stabbed her multiple times. Crystal actually made it outside after being stabbed, but they drug her back inside. And that's, they kind of left her alone after that and then just went room to room finding more of their family to kill. Fucking terrifying. A 16 and 18 year old going around killing your own siblings and your own parents. Like, and these kids were young. Like, so after killing their father, Michael, uh, they found their younger siblings, Victoria and Christopher, who had actually locked themselves inside the bathroom. He whispered through the door, let me in. He's going to kill me. Like he was like trying to be like, hey, I'm not doing anything. I'm here to like save you. I'm here to help you guys. Like, let me in. So unfortunately, they did open the door for Michael and he started to stab Christopher. And then Michael came in and they ended up stabbing Victoria as well. 
Daniel had locked himself in his father's office. This was another brother of theirs. Um, after he had actually been stabbed by Robert. But unfortunately, Michael did the same thing by trying to lure him to opening the door. But by this time, Daniel was already on the phone with 911. And this is that short little call. When I when you hear this, it's kind of kind like a lot of people thought it was Crystal, the one of the daughters, because it kind of sounds like a girl. But it's uh, actually Daniel, like calling 911 from his father's office right before Michael came in. So here's that call. One. Broken Air 911. Hello? Hello? Hi, where are you at? Broken Air, Oklahoma 7411. What address? 709 Magnolia Court. Okay, are you the only one there? No, my brother's attacking my family. Your dad is attacking your family? No, my brother. Um, Okay, who's attacking your family? What? Who's attacking your family? Yes. Who who is it? Do they Are you there? So I know, isn't that terrifying? It almost it almost does sound like Crystal in a way. But um, so actually what was going on is obviously he'd called. He's trying to get help. He's trying to, you know, help his family and everything. But Michael, actually, when he, you know, got his way into the, the room, he grabbed the phone, which was actually his phone, Michael's phone. And he went to the kitchen and started smashing it. And I think when you see the hello, I th- I'm pretty sure that's Michael saying hello. Mm, yeah, and then yeah. realizing, oh, shit, this is 911. He goes into the kitchen and starts smashing the shit out of his phone to break it. Police already had a kind of an idea of the location because of where that call came from, but they didn't know like the exact location. They did kind of find out that David Bever lived at this house and called his phone, but there was no answer. So police headed in that direction to see what was going on. And they did arrive to 709 Magnolia Street or Court, sorry. After the brother stabbed Daniel, they thought they killed him. You know, they thought they pretty much killed everybody. And then they were going to go to remember there's autumn the little two-year-old mm-hmm. she was upstairs um they were gonna go behead her and kill yeah, her too what the fuck yeah but thank god they heard the police outside so they never touched autumn robert and michael ran outside the back door into the woods and they hid in a ditch after just completely collapsing from exhaustion from doing all the shit they were found immediately by canines who had drug them out and actually one of the canines ripped michael's armor off like everything he was wearing in in an interrogation video, you can see all these like bandages he has on his arms because the dog like bit him and shit. The two were arrested as police went to observe the crime scene. And I, I'm going to post these pictures, but I fucking hate them because like Robert's just a little asshole and he's just like smiling. So they're like literally covered in like blood and like dirt and mud and everything from going in the back or into the woods. But this little asshole has like a little smirk on his face. Like he was like proud of almost what he did. Yeah. It's, just, it's disgusting. Police found blood on the porch, um, on the driveway, presumably from Crystal, you know, because she ran out of the house and before being dragged back inside. When they knocked, they heard someone yelling for help. So they busted down the front door. They found the mother, April, and her son, Daniel, who was the one that called 911. But they were found dead in their living room. 
They found Crystal in the hallway. She was barely alive, so they rushed her to the hospital. The father, David, and his two children, Christopher and Victoria, sadly, were also found and passed away. Autumn, the two-year-old, like I was saying, she was never touched, and she was brought out of the house alive. Michael's interrogation video, it's pretty interesting. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's about an hour and five minutes long. Um, but to me, he does not seem remorseful, like, whatsoever. And one instance, Michael mentions that Daniel called 911 on his phone. So he went to the kitchen. Like I was saying, he went to the kitchen. He smashed it. And the officer interrogating him says something along the lines of like, quote, oh, man, that was yours. Now you don't have a phone. And I don't know if he did this to just like see what Michael's reaction would be. But Michael just kind of shrugs and laughs. And he's like, yeah, it's like you just like killed a like stabbed like your family and like you're laughing about like yeah man I don't have my phone anymore it's just like something's not clicking there with this kid um he keeps saying that Robert had all of these ideas not Michael like he was like Robert had all these ideas he wanted to go do all this and I just kind of I kind of went along with it I'm just gonna play a little clip of uh his interrogation just like a little little part so here that is and which room did you go in? I went into the bathroom to see, you know, I stabbed Christopher. Okay. But then the, what, did Robert go Robert in? Robert went into the uh, office where Daniel was stabbed, and Daniel ran off and he came into the bathroom and started stabbing Christopher. I left. Okay. So, I guess where I'm kind of confused is if you didn't want this anymore and you didn't want this to go down this way, why calm them into opening the doors and letting this I continue? I was trying to help Robert. And so when you guys um, ran out the back door with all your stuff, and of course that wasn't part of the plan, did you guys talk and like, hey, we need to go this way, and now it's high? I think we pretty much knew where to go. Okay. Um, I just kept asking if he was okay, because, you know, we had to, like, he was about to go. So, like I was saying, like, now that you guys kind of hear it, hearing him talk kind of calmly about the murders is just, it's fucking wild to me. It was like, you just, like, stabbed your little siblings and your mother and your father, and the way he's talking about it is, like, nothing happened or it was just like another day or something. It was just, it's crazy to me. So these were all the injuries that, that, uh, the Bever family injured. The father, David, 54 years old, died from being stabbed at least 28 times to the torso, face, neck, left arm, and hand. The mother, April, 45 years old, died from blunt force trauma, 48 wounds to the head, neck, torso, arms, and hands. Michael and Robert's brother, Daniel, the one who called 911, was only 12 years old, and he suffered from 21 stab wounds to the back, shoulder, and chest. Their other brother, Christopher, only six years old, suffered from 21 stab wounds to the back, chest, shoulder, and lower leg. Their sister, Victoria, only five years old, passed away from 23 stab wounds to both sides of her neck, her chest, back, and upper arm. After being in critical condition and undergoing surgery, Remember the 13-year-old girl, Crystal, that they were like, oh, look at on the computer or whatever, and slit her fucking throat and, like, stabbed her and everything? Well, she went to surgery and she survived. So Crystal and Autumn survived the attacks, and obviously we got Michael and Robert who did it. 
obviously they're still alive. Michael pled not guilty and he was charged on August 9th, 2018 to life in prison with the possibility of parole. He is currently at the Lexington Correctional Center in Lexington, Oklahoma. Robert initially pled not guilty, but later changed it to guilty to avoid the death penalty. And he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. He is at the Joseph Harp Correctional Center in Lexington, Oklahoma as well. And not as well, but just in Oklahoma, in Lexington, Oklahoma. In 2019, Robert actually attacked two staff members with an eight inch long shank, but he was taken down real fast. And he never harmed anyone. So that's good. In the aftermath of all of this, Crystal did state that her father was physically and verbally abusive towards all of them. But she not to the point where she would think that her brothers would like murder her family and stuff like that. You know, I almost didn't want to bring that up because I hate saying that when people get murdered or die or you don't want to bring up abuse and stuff like that. But I'm wondering if that's maybe a little reason why. Yeah, of course. They want to do this. I mean, obviously they want to go on stupid shooting sprees and stuff like that, but. I'm wondering if that had anything to do with it. Robert also claimed that their parents were hateful and, like you was saying again, abusive towards them. And kind of like I was saying, there's no, in no way should there be any physical abuse towards children, but in no way should they kill their parents. You know, it's like, yeah. So the, the two boys did talk a lot. Like I was kind of saying, they wanted to be famous and they wanted to get their names out in the world. And that's kind of the main reason that they were stating that they did all this stuff. So, and... Yeah, it's just really sad that all these young, young kids and their siblings had to, to suffer all this. It's just a very senseless murder. But they did end up building, I guess, somehow their house burnt down. They ended up building a reflection park where the Bever house once stood in kind of like memory of the Bever family. So that's the story of the Bever family murders. It's not horrifying. Yeah, I've crazy. never heard of this case before. I just kind of like was like looking for something new and I came across this and I Good thing the cops found them before they can, you know, go to Washington State. And For sure, yeah. Do even more damage. Yeah. And- well, yeah, in uh, Michael's interrogation video, um, he's kind of saying, like, everything went wrong. They were supposed to do everything a different way. And, like, everything just, you know, Crystal running out of the house and just all this stuff changed. They all thought it was going to go one certain way. So it's like, I'm fucking glad they're idiots and <laughs> didn't go through with everything and you're right and like they couldn't go on a shooting spree and it's terrifying terrifying but yeah that's that's the bever family murders so thank you guys for listening rate review tell a friend visit my web, web visit my website if you want to gruesome and a natural dot podbean.com give us case suggestions at gruesome and a natural at gmail.com i'm always looking for cases that you guys are interested in want to hear so just send them over um, I want to, you know, I want to do cases that you guys want to hear. So let me know if you have any. Follow us on Instagram at Gruesome and Natural, TikTok, Twitter, all those good things. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening until next Monday. You got anything to say, Eric? Watch your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Stay safe and be aware. <laughs>